As always, is Mr. Tom Church, but also Caleb, Aaron, and Jason, because this is a roundtable discussion oh. about yeah. Ross, I didn't ever use, never knew you used that voice as a crutch. Yeah, and it's like you're, I see it in your eyes when you do it. You're clinging to it as if it's a life raft to some happier point in your life. Uh, I never knew. I, it's. It, I'm so I I'm sorry for the things I've said before. Your commentary about my announcer voice is the most insightful I've ever heard from you. So I do it for you. So it, it's uh, anyways. Uh, Your voice is awkward. <laughs> well, that's the problem because I feel like we're intruding on something here. Yeah. Uh, probably a moment. Yeah. I, I'm the moment. Um, anyways, in this episode, we're going to talk about the Here's a New Arcadia campaign, which just ended with episode twenty nine. Just. Uh, <laughs> Well, on the podcast, <laughs> for our fans, for our listeners out there, for the far-flung yes. 2032. Oh my God! Um, I'm I trying. Right? We used to do games by speaking aloud through our mouths, like we no longer do. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, so I brought uh, the players here, everyone except for you know, of course, Thad, because he's in another country. Uh, we love you, Thad. And, we love you. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, before we do that, uh, there's just a bit of news. Uh, first off, a clarification about RPPR B-Sides, uh, which, uh, thank you for those of you who contributed to, to get we those episodes early. Yes, we have those B-Sides. Um, it's 20 episodes now for $20, <laughs> uh, but these episodes are not going to be paywalled forever. They will be released August 14th, 2014, for free, as one bulk download that everyone can get uh, <coughs> for free. Uh, then August 14th is next year's Gen Con, so that way, that's what you can listen to while I'm away at Gen Con next year. So, um, you the date? Yeah, I picked the exact date. So it will be released free. I'm not going to separate any RPPR material from... The listeners for a it's month. It's not the kind of man he, Ross is. I'm just gonna if you want if you want your hit now you need to pay up. But otherwise if you if you if you're poor you can't it's afford like, it. Well, if you got uh, the you strength of will you could wait. But those with those of yeah. weak wills. If one episode every five days isn't good enough for you. Um, so uh, <laughs> Ross, thank you. as the moderator yes. discussion, I think I speak to the fans. Why are you such a repugnant bastard that steals money from everyone on the internet? I uh, don't. Horrible I don't know. Uh, I, He's I, reached a new level. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Remember the, the, the artwork changed. You know, he, he yeah. leveled up. His true form was revealed. Yes. My God, true. you're making people pay for no, the signs, and yeah. now and next you're going to be <laughs> hawking gold on the internet. Read What's the internet. next? Yeah. Um, uh, base Raiders, uh, we're, I'm, I'm deep in the middle of layout for it, uh, done, you know, we're, uh, pretty soon, uh, hopefully within two weeks or so, I'll have a preview PDF out for high-level backers, and, uh, we'll be able to move on from there, so we're on a very downward slope, I've got all the art in, uh, so that's, uh, got some really great artwork, uh, in from, uh, like, cover artist Ian McLean and others, uh, so I want to give a special thanks yeah. to David Fought, who did some emergency artwork, uh, very recently, he's a local comic book artist, uh, the building was on fire, yes. alarms were going off, uh, he continued to shave, he, he did, he is the man, uh, Ross Payne's been working very hard on this, like, come by, he, like, grub white skin, dark yes. circles under his eyes, yeah, yeah he's, 
He's the closest thing to a zombie right now that I've ever seen in my life. Thanks, Tom. We're going to have to uh, bring up a new classification in Zombies of the World Part 2. Yeah. The author zombie. Yeah. The struggling author. Uh, starving artist. Starving, starving. yes. Uh, I feed on credits. And, <laughs> and props. And props, yes. Uh, and finally, though, some news from Heaven on Games here. Uh, Caleb, you are blogging and tweeting now. Yes, I am tweeting now. Yeah. And- well, we figured it out. It was seven years. Yeah, I'm only seven years late. You're only seven years late. Yes, yeah. it started in 2006. <laughs> yeah, so you I joined beat the, in 2013. I beat the decade mark. So, yeah, yeah. So I am tweeting now and trying to blog more often. Um, I just yeah, I needed a break because I finished up the latest scenario and I'm just waiting for. Our yeah, time. Revelation uh, is how many words? Too many. <laughs> too many. It's too many words. Uh, I, I wrote a little bit about it, but I found out that when you have a non-traditional structure for your game, yeah, while it may be easier for you to think of and easier for you to run, when you actually write it down and explain what that non-traditional structure is, it takes like 15,000 more words yeah. than it just being like, somebody's dead, <laughs> you find clues, it's scary, like, uh, anything. Wow, that's actually... Even if it's less complicated than that, yeah. explaining that, it takes... That's a really good description. This is why... I'm really immersed already. Yeah. yeah. Come on. This is really why, like, you were staggered when recently they released the Massive Nyarlathotep Companion, which is 572 pages, uh, whereas... No, that's not, that's not non-traditionally structured. Yeah. It's not even a game. Yeah. It's commentary on a game that already... But did. you can see why, because the actual campaign is 200 pages, and they and released 500 pages of commentary because they have to cover all bases. Yeah, so. I mean, research... I lost so many yeah. characters, and none it through violence. Nuts, so. yeah. All of them went crazy. Yeah. I know. So, uh, yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm blogging more, I'm doing that. Um, once Ian gets the art and layout done for that, we'll just have one more scenario and a short story podcast. And all right. It will be all delivered. <laughs> and you will, that albatross will be lifted from your deck. It's not albatross. It's just, you know, it's a rough year to be doing it. Yeah. yeah. More like Fair a, enough. It's like a penguin. Or, or a parakeet. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. So. <laughs> Other bird. I contribute. All right, uh, so uh, we get into the main topic, so which is, of course, uh, the Heroes of New Arcadia, the, the big-ass superhero campaign I ran. And yeah. Uh, okay, I just want everyone to know, so as a moderator of this discussion, duly elected because Jason pointed at me. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that, that's all we need right there. It's, yeah. demo- it's American. That, into it. That's, that's, pro- that's uh, practical. I wanted to do this entire thing in the voice of James Lipton, but was told no. <laughs> so great! My what? protest goes out to you, listeners. Well, where the hell was the democracy on that? I thought there was a majority rule saying that was a good idea. Yeah. Except for the we probably grand don't have master over here. To do the fifteen-second pauses between words. We're gonna run out of recording. All right. Um, so, uh, New Arcadia started off. Uh, first off, Mr. Payton, where did you get the idea for the campaign? Uh, you were boasting on it on the forums for quite a bit before we actually ran it. Right. Um, well, the idea... It's, it's been so long. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it started right after the New World campaign. Like, or that was the... the uh, and that is, uh, we'd finished up the... Di- I mean, yeah, we both, we all decided, like, hey, we're kind of done with fantasy for yeah. a while. And Cody was... Uh, so no, bonus. no, that was Dark Sun campaign. Dark Sun, yeah. Uh, yeah, because yeah, we we that was done the first you. time I played. Yeah. So we were done with D and D after Dark Sun. Um, we were been burned out on it. I mean, we've been playing it for like between those two campaigns, it was well over like fifty five or so sessions at least. 
so <clears throat> Cody suggested superheroes and everybody got behind that. And for me, the problem with superhero settings, uh, well, I mean, there's a number of challenges for it, but I think the central problem for me is like, if you have, you either have a world where there are no, like it, when the game starts, there are no established superheroes or anything like that. And in which case it's not really a superhero setting. It's kind of, it, it, or it'd be like heroes or something like that where they're not superheroes, you know, they're just people with powers or whatever. And I wasn't interested in that. I wanted the whole superhero tropes, the costumes, the the villain. Dealing with it. Yeah, yeah, and people having, you know, <laughs> oh, they're good, they're bad, they're bad. So I wanted that, all that thing. But if you have that kind of setting, then you're going to have, like, if you want to have any kind of equilibrium, if it's not like good totally controls everything or evil controls everything, it has to be, there has to be some kind of equilibrium that requires some sort of status quo in the sense that there's got to be a Superman or, you know, Iron Man or whatever uh, saying, we're going to keep things the way they are. You know, there's got to be <coughs> heroes and villains and those guys are going to be really badass and powerful. And that mean that kind of takes away from any sort of heroism or agency on the part of the players because if they fuck up so much, they can always call the Justice League or the Avengers or the equivalent thereof. So my concept was, why don't we just say, like, there's a cosmic event and all the big, powerful guys go away. Like, they're just, they just disappear. It's a secret wars, whatever. And, uh, but all the, the tropes, all the power sources are left behind. So anybody can get their hands or anybody who really wants it can get their hands on it. <clears throat> and so that's where the concept is. Like, superhero stuff without... Superman or Lex Luthor or any of those other characters that would just like, no, you're not going to do anything. Because then then whatever choices the players make are important. Like, because if they fuck up, if they like turn people into uranium and then that, that and irradiate tanks. Yeah. Who the hell would, uh, what monster would do that? Right. Yeah. Uh, then no one's going to fix their problems for them. They have to live with those consequences. And I, I I actually really did like that when you brought that up because essentially what it reminded me of in comic book terms uh, was the original DC 52 event where you had the main heroes out of the picture and it started focusing on everybody else who was already operating in the background. So that's why I I was initially drawn to that idea. Yeah, exactly. Black Adam was cool. Yeah. Um, Well, can we just go on with questions? Is no. I'll allow it. <laughs> moderator. Uh, that's, that's your well, how much did the you moderator. have? How much did you have planned out? You had that idea kind of thrown around in your yeah. mind there, but how much did you have planned out as far as uh, major events and how uh, you might get players to that to those? Events? Well, I, I mean, you know, I. Um, I certainly had an idea of what Ragnarok was, which is the cosmic event that <coughs> caused all the big bads and big good guys to go away. Uh, I had an idea of what was causing that, um, and I knew that was going to be like an important thing for the campaign. Um, and I knew what the initial setup was going to be like, where the what the world was like when the players start, you know, when the game starts. But other than that, again, I always kind of take more of this, like I've said before, the ecology or the sort of like here's the environment and here are the factors in it. And what do you do to it? Well, it will react based on your actions. So, like, after I did the initial setup and sort of figured it out in my head, I kind of stepped back and let you guys poke at it as you would and as you did. With air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, air conditioning units, yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, so you, because you did certain plot threads, certain things happened. Because you ignored certain plot threads, other things happened. Um, so that that's I didn't I didn't plan out anything other than the initial setup. And then every week, based on your actions, I adjusted. I guess the uh, I guess my question was: uh, Surely you had like Nemesis and Avalon and that little yeah. Thing oh yeah, planned out early on. I I mean I knew the basic like reasoning behind it the details I sort of worked on as the campaign progressed so I knew like Avalon and Nemesis uh, were there and I knew that I wanted to do a big Galactus type story with the, the whole <coughs> Ragnarok and the Remnant because I wanted to go through hit all the, the top concepts and tropes of comic books you know the of mainstream comic books Marvel and Superhero so I wanted to do everything from street level stuff to Galactus, because everybody does a Galactus story sooner or later, I think, in mainstream comics. It's a lot. Yeah, no, I, I think it really is. So, um, that's... That's true. Kind of... So, that would, that, so does that answer that, I guess? Yeah. All right. So, uh, in the young days of the campaign, if memory serves, which it probably doesn't, <laughs> uh, but it was kind of an atypical structure in terms of just, like, how we played. Like, if I recall... There was something like nine or ten people playing, and we had That's two different. The, yeah, we had two different yeah. nights alternating. Yeah, and then we had and people Tom drop out. Like so, like, how, how did you cope yeah. and write around that? Like, did that screw you up at all? Or was <laughs> um, like, I will play this game, and I don't give a shit who shows up. Well, I think for me, again, I was taking more of a sandbox approach in the sense, like, it didn't matter what happened, like. It, what happened happened and like that was the story whatever happened was the story I didn't like say the story is going to be this so if you guys would be like well we'll just join with the government and then the other and the B team you know that's what the A team does and the B team does we're going to be anarchist vigilantes fighting capitalism you know I mean like alright well this will be interesting but like um, I think again uh, for me role playing game isn't me the G- GM telling a story to the players it's creating the stories with the players as the game happened. So like I didn't I didn't it wasn't my place to say this is where it should be. That I should never say that like and I got it's whatever you happen to decide based on the circumstances I put you in. So the circumstances limit your choices obviously and certain things are impossible or hard to do, but you know, you still have some choice, some agency in there. So it was kind of, it's just like, whatever happens, happens. And yeah. it, especially in street level, it, we only really did that in the street level tier. And yeah. because the characters were limited in what they could do, I didn't have to worry about like, oh, well. It was well, very character driven at that point. Yeah. Um, I didn't have to worry about too much. I only had to worry about what was going on in that city. I ignored kind of everything else in the world in that sense. So, Well, and I would think that, especially in the early, in the early street level tiers, uh, the, the city would be our world. It's a very focused yeah. area that where most of us don't have a, a scope of the grand of the grander scheme of things. Well, early on, it was actually our neighborhoods, particularly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that we, we had Chinatown, uh, Fiddler's, Fiddler's, Green, Fiddler's Green, Ruins. I don't know where you were based. Yeah. Well, I, I was doing the hobo thing, so I was just everywhere where I could <laughs> pretend to be a statue and get money. So, yeah. um, though. Uh, I, it did bring up another question, though, that had we continued along with the two-tier structure, if mm. Cody could have stayed along with his uh, speedster flash yeah. 
person and Bill with uh, I can't remember. He changed Bill like multiple characters. Yeah. He, he, last he, was, like, he was a detective. He was God in the first one. <laughs> yeah, he was God Almighty. And then, <laughs> between Bill, Bill's character and my character, we could do everything. Yeah, like, and, it was really uh, bad. Uh, first in game. the other game he played it before he dropped out, he was just murder detective. Yeah, that, oh uh, yeah, I remember. Not that. like because like, he had like like murders. He just shot everyone in the brain. But had the two team structure continued, do you think that? Would you think? Do you think they would have been planned out to have any kind of either uh, either team up tonight or a fight between uh, between our groups? Uh, essentially, although how it formed out, I kind of imagine it'd be like West Coast Avengers versus Great Lakes Avengers. Yeah, but. I mean, I think I mean sure, honestly, bro. I kept that number of players. I probably wouldn't have advanced the power level of the game. Like, I don't see how I could have. Like, because again, with more players, it creates a more complex environment, and there's more moving parts in the thing. Like when we moved to the, the 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 global tier, it was global. Like you're globe hopping and even going into space and shit like that. And like if you have ten or twelve, ten vigil player characters changing the world, you know, every session, like that's a little much to keep track of. So I probably would have like not given you fifty points of bonus at the end of the tier and just kept it in the city. I mean, it probably would have gone. Obviously, it would have spilled out of the city at some point, um, but. I wouldn't have gone yeah. as aggressive we, we, as we I did. We couldn't limit our carnage to the city. I did like how Tom was on both teams. Like, he was basically Wolverine. He's always... <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the yeah it was a little confusing uh, sometimes when you'd be playing a game and Tom's like, oh, yeah, he's talking to the NPC. I'm just like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, well, I would show up on occasion on the side. But that's another too. comic book trope. I'm really glad that Tom was that because mm-hmm. then it does make the... I, like, I wanted to hit as many comic book tropes as possible. And right. that was like the guy um, on every team like is like bat. yeah yeah <laughs> and the ex mobster turned you know uh, batman i mean that man bat that's a classic character con so. all right so uh what what player decision surprised you in the first tier so Oh man! What did you um, not see coming from the PCs? And then second, third, uh, the murders uh, or the uh, <laughs> that. Oh, well, well, you didn't expect murders. <laughs> uh, we being hi, hi, have we met? I'm Tom. This is Kayla, Jason, and Aaron. Murder? No, I didn't kill right. anybody. I didn't kill anybody right, until the anybody. particle accelerator. Right, right. And then it was because we were all going to die. I think <laughs> actually, I think uh, actually the particle collide. The, the fact that you were like, no, we're gonna fucking take that bitch down, uh, no matter what, was like, all right, that 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 you know that was fine. Uh, but that surprised me. I didn't think you guys would like yeah. draw such a, a line in the sand and just take such a hard line stance against it. Um, <laughs> Because you've been pretty pragmatic up to that point, you know, killing irredeemable villains and uh, making well, deals also, with be, the well, police. Well, to be fair, I realize, like, okay, like, hard dice and that super strength stuff is... Yeah. Basically makes you... You kill. Yeah. If you punch, you kill. That's yeah. the it, that's the lesson I had to learn with the, my really? plasma blast. <laughs> well, the that, like, oh, wait. The only the place I always end up inordinately hitting people was the head. Yeah. Um, I, that, it it kind of worked later when I put it to wiggle dice, like... I think I've learned how to control this thing. Well, yeah. I think that was a bit of a meta commentary. I think you were expecting us to play with comic book tropes. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Comic book tropes is just like, I'll see you again, blur. And like, wait, so you're going to leave my city and go fucking blow up Minneapolis, and I'm going to call myself a hero for letting you do it? Like, I will go somewhere else. Definitely won't do evil things that, you know, and like, at, at that point, you know, we've been fighting them for months and they tried to kill us multiple times. 
uh, I would not play with comic book tropes. I think it'd be out. No, I mean that, that's fair, and that's another thing. Is uh, like that's being pragmatic. Be more like the authority than uh, the Justice League, for yeah, example. Yeah, or you sit there. Well, we would. Have you I read mean, the works of Alan Moore? <laughs> Um, so that, that, that did surprise me, uh, uh, also, so, I mean, not like, oh my god, I don't know what to do, obviously, I, I yeah. did figure it out, but that was surprising. Um, I think, uh, you really did take the, let's help the non-humans and the, the poor and downtrodden become more, you know, transhumanist, uh, instead of, like, doing, like, trying to, like... I thought maybe you guys might have gone legitimate in the sense, like, trying to set up a deal with the government to where you could be, like, the Avengers or something like that, where you have a liaison or something like that. But you're like, nope, we're just going to go, let's talk to the aliens hiding in the sewers. <laughs> and Because uh, they, haven't, they haven't tried to screw us yet. Yeah, exactly. True. So there, so um, the, that was uh, pretty interesting. Um, I'm trying to think of any other... Were there any decisions? tier two and tier three? Well, he was just asking about tier one. Oh, uh, we'll just stick to well, tier one. For yeah. I'm moderating. <laughs> uh, were there any particular decisions you wanted me to uh, from tier one? No, I, I was just curious. What yeah, the fight was the biggest one. That was the uh, I wasn't sure you guys yeah. were like. Uh, I mean, because again, you've been pretty pragmatic up to that point in in a lot of your decisions. So I didn't know you were going to go that like that do or scary. die. Yeah, that me turning myself in. Um, that was surprising too. Was that tier one? Uh, I thought you would have gone. I, 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 I was out on the on the final battle of tier one. That's yeah, right. that's right. Yeah, that's right. I actually, yeah, that's a good point. That, I was surprised by that. I thought you would have like hidden or you know just flown away or whatever when the cops arrested. I couldn't. My I had a wing damaged. I couldn't fly. You could have escaped. I mean, like you could have asked the people to help you. So. God, I wish you'd escaped. <laughs> I'd have an hour and a half of my life back. <laughs> Uh, talking about Havy's Corpus for man bats. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's like I, I least favorite moment of the game. <laughs> okay, yeah, I love that. Like, whoa, you're you're just injecting him really, really with shit with that nano shit. Yeah, that's a violation of his civil rights. <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't remember that particular part of the campaign, uh, we had the guest player RJ who expressed shock that the police would use a drug that would nullify his powers temporarily. No, not shock. <laughs> yeah. Outrage. 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 Who addressed an hour and a half long argument and speech. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, fair I, I was one of the people that was agreeing with him initially, but yeah. because it went on so long, I did kind of go... Okay, man. No, I found that was a trial that I I was one injected. I was like, dude, just give it a rest. Well, at first, at first, it was like me in character going, "Whoa, what the fuck," you know? And then I was like, "Wow, they don't use like the collars," you know? Because I was out of the collars. I was thinking, like, he was playing an actual demigod. Yeah, yeah, he was playing. Who was also Phoenix Wright? Yeah. I know that's what Thor does in his spare time. <laughs> Reads about Tor. I think he was going for Athena. Uh, I think type. he was doing Athena. Or uh, an Athena type, like yeah. a war wisdom goddess. So, yeah. I mean, in that sense, but like, for me, uh, another thing is like, I didn't want to give the police like perfect power nullifying technology yeah. or whatever. So they right. had imperfect solutions. And for me, uh, my logic is it may have well been you know, unconstitutional legal, but... It, pragmatically, government people aren't going to take chances with somebody like that. They're just going to fucking, like, take you out. I mean, we live in a world where, like, oh, terrorist, drone strike. 
<laughs> you know, so that well, can we spy on everybody? We better just in case. Yeah. So that that's the kind of world we live in. I think that that would be more realistic. They, well, I, 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 love, I love the trial. Yeah, I really you know. yeah. So disappointed. <laughs> uh, Zero shifts. So death. disappointed. Zero shifts. Well, again, that was tw- again. So we're just talking about favorite moments for tier one now. Well, no, I was just putting oh. that out there as like, was yeah. that a surprise? Yeah. Was that oh, something okay. that you kind of like in the moment were like, oh fuck, someone's got to die? Again, I knew <laughs> like I started out all of those NPCs on your side and on their side, and I thought I spent hours like figuring out what they would do in the fight, and like let roll the dice out in the open. So I was thought, I mean, a couple times, some of you guys, your characters could have died. Like, uh, oh, no, I really not thought just, we were all dead. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Aaron flies not up. Just, not, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If they had more time to... Exactly, the constant uh, reboot down. So, Zero Shift was... And yeah, I, I was. Uh, I had. I had no expectations for that fight. I had no idea how it was going to wind up. Like it could have gone much it better. Could have been the end of the campaign. It could have been the end of the campaign. Could have, that <laughs> In fact, could... I think if we hadn't had the break and I hadn't have like written down where we were standing, yeah, if we didn't know. Well, like, we didn't also about what to do. Yeah. I think it would have ended. Uh, we'll spend too. You know, we didn't do that rule right, and that really helped us out too. Yeah, that's the only. And we had those guys that we could just. Oh, you mean spending willpower? Yeah. yeah. And you did have a lot of cannon fodder. We had a lot of cannon fodder. Uh, Which, again, going back to your pragmatism, you know, like... And I think also that had a lot to do with just the growing pains of us getting used to wild talents, especially for... Well, by that point, we'd all been playing, that was like ten sessions in, so like, I think... True, but it... Well, we were very unused to Candide. Like, Candide had at least five width of gobble dice her turn. Yeah. Like, well, and that we'd never seen anything that powerful. <laughs> no. So. It wasn't just Candide, but the one with the, uh, the yeah, gun so that nullified everything. We really had to just knock you out, sucked in fed, you know. Or the creeper. So. Although you were aware that he had a spirit capture device, so uh, I yeah, know that I that, that was foreshadowed. Yeah. Um, and Paragon was a super scientist, so she could have, you know, giant... A confident one. Not yeah. Like, not like Thaddeus Venture. No, <laughs> um, so yeah, that fight I had no idea what was going on. Like I had no idea what to expect. And it kind of sucked. I missed out yeah. on it, but it was lo- it logical progression. Of- I well, I mean, I could have seen your character breaking out or uh, being let out by the police. You could have somebody could have made a couple speech checks to be like. Would have been really nice to have a super strong character. <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> Uh, well, I was in the suit, but it space. kept getting shut down. Well, yeah, because <laughs> it had nullifiers. Uh, the uh, the rock guy, he was strong. Yeah. The cannon fodder. And that's actually another... And he actually did survive, so... The only one. <laughs> yeah, I think he was all the, cannon fodder. Yeah, the, the only all, one. All the other uh, allies you took, uh, yeah. I Also, you could have made it a lot easier if you take more allies with you, remember, because you uh, had that... Opportunity to get more supernatural allies, but you didn't want the vampires or the uh, mm. uh, other monsters or demons. I don't remember that. Yeah. That was the session before, that. and that was, was the I one there? where you were there because you were like, "Oh, sure, let's take the vampires." Uh. Yeah, it's probably. I mean, it's not very. Remember, yeah. well, it was yeah. the way he was playing Norm too. Yeah. You know, he was still coming to terms with. <laughs> Oh yeah, you know we've got these powers. Yeah, this yeah. is really. <laughs> so it was a role playing decision. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. a lot of. So that was really interesting. I think. I mean, in. Because um, I was all for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, that was. Uh, uh, I was really glad I was able to pull it off, making the fight technically like complex without being overwhelming and also fair. 
And so the sense that whatever happens is the authentic result. Like, I hate games that where big dramatic fights like that are railroaded. You know, like in a Final yeah. Fantasy game where, like, oh, you can't deal... Oh, you're not supposed to deal damage to this boss, but he just knocks you out and runs away for some stupid reason, you know. Um, yeah. So I'm glad that worked out. I was really but that's tricked. a trope, man. Yeah. Well, there were other... <laughs> There's a Final t- Fantasy trope. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this it's was like trope. again the the, the annual <laughs> issue or the big the finale of the story arc. So, all right, so we'll just finish up tier one then. So, yeah. what's your favorite moment for tier one? Let's just go around the table. So, Mr. Payton, the game master. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I'll have to say the first dinner party because that was again, or was that the second tier? I, I think that's second tier. Yeah, second tier. Yeah, second tier. Um, I would say, actually, my favorite part was the plan you figured you used to take out the Crystal Children cult leader. Oh, uh, yeah, that was because that nice. was again another thing. Like how the, it was like the foe you could not defeat, literally. And it, you had, you didn't think about it either. No, I, I literally like, like my my approach for that. I so, forgot what we did. You uh, put the uh, body armor body on, armor and, and if he puts on armor or a weapon, yeah. it nullifies his power. You found yeah. that out, and you you tricked him into doing that. Um, like that was the scenario where I came up with the idea of what his power was so you could literally it was a power you could not punch away and then I did not think of a solution like I just like here he he is what are you going to do so I wanted to see how you approach it and I like the the, I was surprised and I like the way you came up I I blame Tyler (laughs) it was all on Tyler Tyler number one NPC Uh, (laughs) Uh, Aaron oh Actually, I I hate going over to one of my moments, but also it's mainly because of what Ross created for me, <laughs> which will be the ultimately the rise of the robot assassin and that joke that never ever died. It was a great awesome. subplot. So, I mean, that's a hero thing, like being mistaken as the bad guy. Like, yes. <laughs> no, and that's and I you're right. I, I I thank you for that because I we played off of that so much. <laughs> we did. <laughs> It was lovely. It was. So. It worked really well. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, mainly just going into because I more did not feel than Hobot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and I, I, I still love the concept of Hobo Iron Man, but it, yeah, well, yeah. But eventually, he had to grow out of that into something else. It's just unfortunate that my choices <laughs> did turn me into an inadvertent villain for the first half of the game. <laughs> But it worked out because you used it to your group by defeating the uh, robot assassin exactly. at the end. Um, and then and I, I just added to Then outing myself later on, but uh, and then noticing, nobody noticing, but I'm, yeah. that's for a later time. Oh. Mine, I have to say, uh, yeah, mine involves me, of course, but it's also I think involves Caleb. It's what's going to happen. Is, uh, I really, I really love the him at moving into my place. And, well, I did have assassins trying to kill me I know, everywhere it Because it, it, it's like, you know, yeah. like, comic book action, and then, like, it's like, you know, then, then the horrible monster man bat, like, well, you can, stay, you can crash in my place. I mean, there's a bed, but I sleep upside down on the ceiling, so. <laughs> yeah, so you, it's like, yeah, it's like, there's booze, there's booze and Shasta in the fridge if you want it. Oh, the Shasta. I had the, the cinnamon lattes. Cinnamon yeah. lattes, yeah. yeah. But it's just, I love the, like, the roommate shit of superheroes. No, I like that too. Yeah, yeah. And it paid off pretty well in the second tier. We stumbled into that. So we totally cool. did. Yeah, that, yeah, it was unscripted, yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, why would I go out to Syndicate? They just tried to kill me everywhere I went <laughs> as I walked down the street. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. hang on, this unfinished, uh, this unfinished skyscraper. Yeah. 
It smells a little weird because, you know, me, but hey. I think my favorite, it's not a moment, but it was just Drew's entire subplot of lying. <laughs> oh, yes. About being a member of the NFL <laughs> and, then, and then dying before it ever was revealed that he was not. And us believing it for the rest of the game. Like all 40-something sessions of it. I don't no, know. We, it was toward the end. Like, we got access to a Tin Can or something like that, one of the facilities. I, did we that, explain it away? Like, did. I thought, oh, he must have been in their cover or something. Yeah. Like yeah I, think, I, think we, I think we tried to Because, like, he died, he died like a boss. Like, he really did. Like, he yeah. contributed in the fight, and then he sacrificed it. It was total superhero trope stuff. But yeah. I Although, think that was my favorite, how he just lied every time. <laughs> and none of us, like... Made checks to see. Or yeah. like, oh yeah, okay, cool. No, we did make the. We did try to make the checks. Oh, yeah. We failed every time. I never did. I was just like, wow. and of course, when it tell came, us what to do. I'm new to this. <laughs> well, and it was even great because when the heroes came back on the Ragnarok object, hey, yeah, hey, hero Zero Shift died like a hero. Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Who the fuck is Hero Shift? <laughs> uh, I think. I think. Yeah, you're right. I mean, like, again, that brings up a really good point oh, for me. Sorry, we should have invited Drew. Yeah. Um, I think that that brought a really good point. Like a lot of the best members of the campaigns are not like planned by the GM in advance or by one player. It happens just spontaneously during the game. Yeah. And <coughs> I think that's yeah, why collaborative stuff works so well. So. Jason. Um well kind of going off that, I liked how uh, you know uh early on with Zero Shift uh and Jamal, we kinda like became friends. I remember talking on the phone to the cops and trying to sound like we're badasses, like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like trying to bully the cops into doing what we wanted to do. Give us the information. You know, and Drew was trying to talk all out, you know, and do all this uh, shenanigans. And, you know, I, and I just came on there and I'm trying to do the Batman thing. Like, just give me the information, you know. And <laughs> it's so terrible. But I got <coughs> such a kick out of that. And then, of course, like becoming a... Uh, Messiah to the uh, Crystal Children. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think it's a one, but his thad's not here. Him actually willingly going with the cops. Yeah. I was, I was not there. I had to listen to that, that one in great. retrospect, and that's still one of my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very forthcoming. This idea like having a ghost that in was a great. suit of our power and like, oh, power armor just calmly sitting in an interrogation room. Like, yeah. I could bust out of this room in a second, but I'm not. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, they yeah, threw the co- like it was. It was so upfront that it threw them off. Right? <laughs> Here I am. Uh, yeah. What? Really? He gave his full name and everything. Yeah. Like that. Nothing to lose. Yeah. Like <laughs> um, Although, given that, I think special mention needs to be given to Walker and Pilgrim, though, since they pretty much were our state NPC staples. Yeah. Throughout the majority of the game, probably until the, the very end. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I did rape Blake and <laughs> them off from uh, yeah. the powers. Uh, well, com- yeah. 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 But it worked, so, yeah. You reversed it. Walker was the talkative one. Yeah. He was totally original. <laughs> <laughs> so, therefore, we can't yeah. yeah. It's an homage. <laughs> Uh, well, they, they didn't make it a base raider, so because uh, again, yeah, um, obvious. Yeah. I think we should, uh, since we're wrapping up with tier one, uh, if there's any other comments about that, let's say it, but maybe we should spin it to the annual, uh, for Caleb. Oh, yeah, because that's also involved in it. Yeah, I ran one of those. Yes, there were, there you were ran several of those. <laughs> um, and the second one was two sessions long. Um, 
I, I mean, I like, I really like the concept because I mean, you really took the ideas I had and ran with them. Uh, the, the whole like secret base things, the heroes aren't living up to their ideals, uh, and um, I just remember Tom straight up murdering dudes, <laughs> not realizing it. Like again, like holy yeah. shit. Well, I, I murdered people in. The yeah, they were ten die mobs, and he's I, I like five tens. <laughs> you decapitate five people. Like, <laughs> oh wait, come on! I don't decapitate. It's more like they were can't. I they were it, it was it was a bowling ball. Yeah, they were just, cannibals. They were, <laughs> and I think, um, yeah, that was also interesting, just because the way Thad so easily destroyed the super monster you had, oh, the, the super monster. Bleach, yeah. yeah. Well, Thad's powers were really good at like getting around, like. The same super soldier guy that I like set on fire and yeah. exploded and stabbed with force fields. Thad literally beat in one punch <laughs> with by, science by like ghosting. No, by ghosting into his brain and scaring him real bad. Like, uh, so he was really good. I think. I think my favorite thing though was we were talking to you, Aaron, about flying up in the particle accelerator, and then you got in the cannibal room. And the <laughs> first thing you did. Was fly up and then you got punched by my super giant Slinky. Yeah, who would have probably <laughs> and, killed you? And Slinky, and, and you just flew. Up. Yeah, <laughs> it probably would have killed him and not changed focus too. Oh uh, uh, yes, dodge. <laughs> I did. Oh man, I mean, I, I got to say one of the, my favorite things was in the cannibal thing, like the fact that you used uh, multiple man to feed the crew. That oh, was so yeah. Grotesque. I loved it. Well, they were down there for a year. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was brilliant. I mean, yeah, that was getting more in the Warren Ellis territory. It was, again, another blatant yeah, source of inspiration. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, because you mentioned that the, the Ultimate X-Men um, lead-up to their Galactus event was your inspiration for that, right? Kind of, yeah, the one where they go to the, the Russian, Russian yeah. super prison. Yeah. Um, from a game design issue, like, what what was your big concern doing that? Like... I just didn't want to step on anything that was going to come up in the campaign, so right. I, I had to make it like really isolated, and I had to I had to figure out like I just wanted it to be one member of the ideal that one that like a trope you were probably not standing out. So right. I made him like Forge, like not even yeah. Iron Man. He just makes crap for other people. Um, so, but once we did that, I thought it was cool. I, I was glad you used the characters in Tier Two. Yeah. Uh, like consequence and stuff. Yeah. Um, Consequences is too good not to use. Like yeah. that, again, because he's a right. little like a Christian cultural learner, a big like a reactive. I can't fuck with me power, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is really interesting from a story point of view because it like it prevents a conflict from being resolved. Like so, there's just this ongoing tension and that just drives <laughs> everyone nuts. Uh, and it's really that up to the players to intervene to, so to what, cut, deal with the Gordian not there. What surprises did uh, you encounter when we were playing in that annual? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, like, consequence letting... Bad bleaching or, yeah. the, the guy. Uh, that, was, that was pretty out there. Um, and Tom just blatantly murdering people. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much it. Um, I'm surprised you, like, took consequence with you. Like, I thought you would... Yeah, like, that's what I was wondering. Really try to figure out a way to get him, but you were just like, nope. On free. <laughs> I think it's because we figured out what consequence, you know, like how he became yeah. consequence, yeah. and we sympathized with him. Yeah, yeah consequence was my backup character if Norm died in the early ones. So, 
Interesting. I was just going to be a crazy ex-military guy whose only power was if you hit me with anything, everyone around us dies. Like okay. before was, a hero for the ages. yeah, it was four hard dice of brain flaying. Like, <laughs> no, like it was his only mm. power. So you'll uh, uh, fuck with your brain. Yeah. Uh, all right, so tier two. Uh, so, what were your thoughts on how were, how did you plan to escalate <laughs> tier two? So, well, I mean, uh, you know, obviously giving everybody fifty more points so that they're yeah, at least three points. Um, so, which you know, in, raises an interesting question about wild talents because you know, in wild talents, like most of these superhero games, where you build your powers exactly, very precisely, uh, it's very easy. Not all powers are created equally. And it's very easy to create super powerful characters, even for relatively low points. Like, there's one example I saw on the RPG.net forums where it's like 180 points turn into Godzilla, the size of Godzilla with nine hard dice of atomic breath <laughs> and shit like that. And fortunately, nobody picked that. Uh, but there's it, it gets it gets so you have to start thinking lateral. I mean, obviously, that came up way in the cosmic tier, but. For global tier, I wanted to tackle these kind of like event. Like up until that point, I wanted to focus on like the street level, and I know that's a controversial too. But for me, that was everything from Batman to Spider Man. You know, focusing on one city, trying to merge secret identity with life, uh, with superheroing. And but for the global tier, I want to do more like, oh shit, the world's gonna end. You know, and have end of the world threats. But there's still people. You know, so there's still. Uh, at the end of the day, so Iron Man can save the world from the Skrulls, but he's still an alcoholic, and that and that kind of uh, uh, those kind of issues. So, and then, but the other thing I wanted to challenge was that you know the whole thing of the superhero world is that it never changes; it's always the a reflection of our own. And I wanted to see you have this kind of stuff, and then you have the most powerful superhumans in the world who aren't interested in a status quo. Like, you guys clearly were not interested in keeping things the same way. Like, uh, you wanted, like, instead of letting the supervillain get away, you're like, no, we're going to kill them. We're going to make sure they can never do evil again. And uh, so, and we want to help the non-humans and the people who've been experimented by the military and all that shit. So you wanted to change things. And so I wanted to provide more opportunities for that and see what would happen if you're a reflection of that. So hey, you were a big Obama poster. Change. Yeah. Uh, something like that. Change into a fish mutant person. So <laughs> Why not? If you want to. You yeah. should be free to do so. Um, or if we're going to paraphrase the current Venture Brothers episode, abominations create abomination. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> so those are the kind of <laughs> topics I wanted to hit on. So with that, I, again, I, I, I use the same approach, which is like, Figuring out how the world is, you know, at the tar- start of the tier, and then start figuring out what more about the remnant plot, the the whole nemesis thing, and then letting you guys approach it as you will, uh, and then it kind of just went on from there. So, um, so that's how I started. So that's how I- we started having like more supers pop up too. Yeah, because you guys led. Is your girlfriend? <coughs> yeah, you guys. Uh, yeah, so that's well, that's, and you know, subplots started to be. Uh, Yogg was a bigger deal. Yeah, in the second tier, I wanted to advance all your subplots, yeah. those that I could. I know I wasn't. Well, I think it. that would be hard to do in the first one with so many players, but after by second tier, we were down to one night. Yeah, yeah. and so it was. So still, Jason, you made me sad. <laughs> you really made me sad, man. You played my son. I love that. That was fun. <laughs> that was that was a great moment. 
Um, that was that was one of my favorite of tier two. Was playing. Uh, I was like, yeah, I've got to do this. I've got to play the FBI agent <laughs> and throw that last little. Yeah. You're never going to see your grandkid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, what surprised you in tier two? Uh, what did you not see coming from the players? Um. Let's see. Uh, you, I know one of the first thing. The first thing that pops in my head is like giant asteroid heading to Earth. Later. <laughs> <laughs> you did say three months. Yeah, you did. You did. It's not very urgent. It, it was not pertinent. Literally the end of the world. Not urgent. That, but that wasn't the end of the world. Like, well, we had literally. Had there was all that, and uh, it was like a totally a red herring. That was not. Yeah. The, we, we had people on that. <laughs> no, you were the people that would have been on it. NASA like, would have gotten to it. Well, you said three months. Yeah, I know. You I might know. have. You might have. You're just know. wasting fuel going that no, far. Right, it's we, coming we, to you. We have Galileo and Quasar doing stuff. Did Reactor mass is it cheap? Yeah. Oh uh, all right. Well, it's that, three word villains are going to. You asked me what surprised me the most. You're like. What? All right, really? All right. Okay. Uh, okay. So that's okay. a group response. What yeah. about like individual or you know more minor events rather than? It's in I mean, I know the okay. Well, Aaron and Jason. I mean, you're. you're <laughs> yeah. yeah. But wait, you were surprised. No, no, no. Aaron Jason character infighting. No, 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 <laughs> no, no not the, the level end. of it. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, especially uh, going into uh, the Samaritan's base. Uh, Okay, the, this <laughs> I was surprised by. It. I'm not saying it was a bad thing. That was the like, single most predictable part. Well, of I, I, I will, oh no, I'm I'm going to ask this. Were you? I'm certain you weren't surprised by the action. Was it the escalation that surprised you? Um, I well, like just the uh, uh, it, it happened so quickly. I was like, holy shit. Okay, we'll go this route. I wasn't totally expecting it to go. You really in Dark Sun, the exact same thing happened. Yeah. His crazy little elf archer sat outside the inn in a sniper perch, waiting to kill the little Daniel Affleck. No, okay, like, okay. The part two, okay. The they sing- try and murder each other in every <laughs> Alright. The part that got me yeah, was that Aaron well in, made uh, a deal with Balgrin the demon for that. So that, yeah, that that was pretty That cool. was I did for not me, expect that. I, I was okay, like, yeah, that was for me yeah. it was uh, I was not Baffling. expecting <laughs> no. I would say badly. I, I think it was shocked. like I'm gonna be headstrong and go in there. I thought it was well, a good role play. To, yeah, and and to be fair, um, going back to the uh, the origin point of this, um, in character wise, Adam's curiosity overrode everything yeah. in his early days. That's the way I wanted to play him. That's the way I wanted to go in. And of course, this is also before he realized who. It's like Jamal's connection to. Um, the Samaritan, and that, and of course, when he realizes that he's like, I play him. He's lightning quick to realize his mistake and to try to correct that. Um, even so, when he's in hell, he makes that snap decision. Oh God, a woman's screaming! That's yeah, like I'm think, going to have to, uh, this. This woman's burning to death. I have to go save her. Shit! What did I just do? Yeah, I mean, it um, was impulsive and hetero, and that was a good role playing choice. But I just wasn't prepared yeah, for I, that I, level. I thought I was like, hey, a demon's no. offering. Like I thought that was good. Yeah, I didn't expect no, that. No, no, I um, was. I wasn't prepared for that. I, I really was shocked right off the moment. Like, not just grab it out of his jeans. I'm like, what? Yeah, and and of that course. I could see. Like, but the, now as as like, a role for me, point, I was like, dude. Really? Yeah. Okay. And then, 
after that, like nothing surprised me. It was yeah. like, okay, yep, just we're gonna dig our hole in the hell. Still, <laughs> 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 the fact that you freed a damn soul from hell, and that surprised when they came back to bite you. And eventually, <laughs> and eventually I did. Uh, I, I, we went through the process of yeah, correcting okay, it. You but, did. Um, it was still great moments. I was like. You do know the people in hell are there. He's a plot-generating machine, man. Yeah, right. It's I know. great. Uh, it was awesome. Well, <laughs> anyway. Now, uh, but I, I do have an, at least an yeah. addition to that question. Um, did you possibly foresee, and I can't remember <coughs> if it was uh, Charon, mm. um, becoming far more integrated into the storyline? Uh, it's like, have, uh, or using him as much as we did. Um, I mean, no, like, again, like, those NPCs, like, especially, like, the factional leaders or the sort of influential NPCs in those areas uh, were there to be as resources for you to, like, if you were interested in the supernatural angle, he was there to, to work with you. But I don't know, like, like I present, so like, all the options because I don't know wh- what you're going to hit on and how often. Um, <laughs> so... No, because it's one of that. The- so, Karen, I was, I was ready for it. He's, you know... Uh, uh, there, but I wasn't. Um, it tends to be like once you you meet certain NPCs, you guys tend to interact with them a lot more once you like get used to them. Then yeah, so which yeah, and and it's one of the characters I love going back to just because I kind of like the dichotomy of one of the most technically advanced characters going to one of the most mystically, mystically powerful characters. Yeah, for advice constantly. No, I I, I mean it was an interesting uh, uh, contrast and. Um, so I spent, and by the end of first tier, you guys were pretty like, hey, Caron, what's going on, buddy? Yeah. You haven't know, screwed like, us over yet, and you never did. I was so. obsessing with fun NPCs that Ross has done. Yeah. That, that's never happened before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, we had, we had Tyler, and we also had Peter Silvertail. I we mean, love, like, everyone loved Peter Silvertail, damn. Yeah. Great characters that we had to interact Still with. Still disappointed with that drop. <laughs> I can't remember. What was the disappointing part about it? I had a perfect defense, and... Settled out of court. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. I so, but no, yeah, that, yeah. Ultimately, that dominated a lot of things between Jason and my and our, oh, yeah. and Jason's well, characters. So. Major friction between our characters. For the yeah. Rest of that. So that was that was uh, the. I mean, the first two things that I think of in the second tier of surprises. Those are the the, the asteroid and that and the Balgrin deal were the first two things that come to mind. Uh, I mean, certainly there were, there were um, <coughs> others, but like, you know, Tom's uh, making a deal, speaking of the lawsuit, instead of going through, like, because again, you take a hard line sometimes, like a Paragon, but other times you take the pragmatic route, like uh, making a deal. So it's, you know, I can't hey, predict. My, her- my hero was the first DA from. Yeah, Longer. make a deal. Make a deal. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, sometimes you can't. You, so I, I, I don't try to predict what players do sometimes. So I'm not surprised because when I'm surprised, then I'm like thrown off, and I don't. I'm not ready as ready for it as I. I'm just like a zen approach. Whatever happens. <laughs> so I know I keep saying that, but it works. So. Uh, all right. Um, favorite moment from tier two, then I guess. Um. There were a dinner party since that was here. Oh, and the fact that you guys, the ambush at Tom Skyscraper, and the fact that you guys seemed to be totally unprepared, like didn't even enter your head that it could happen. You're just like, what? People are attacking us? Uh, it wasn't so much that, it's that my character was so combat ineffective. Like, well, because Norm they finally found you. Norm was useless. <laughs> the thing, yeah, if you, you'd be, 
And you were usually you well, were usually very fun. effective. You were, um, you were great. Well, I was all defense. Like yeah. I could hit nobody ever. Like by the time it was the end of. <laughs> Yeah, well, you could javelin people pretty. Uh, I could, but like it was slow, and like that's the thing about that width right. is really important, especially when you get more power. But by the end, I could do stuff, but right, I was really confident. <laughs> well, because there was like again, the thing with superhero comics in Wild Talents, especially. Well, I think in any of these systems, is it, it is kind of like a rock paper scissors thing. Where yeah, one person's power set will be really good against another's power set, and you know, well, on and on and on. And in this case, someone was uh, rock I, to your scissors. Yeah. So I think that goes with our characters, though. We were we were still rookies, you know. Yeah. At even though that had made us to global tier, we were still rookies in that. Like some of us might have been a little too arrogant about it, too cocky, yeah. about thinking, "Hey, nobody's going to fuck with us on our own turf." Yeah. Um, same thing goes with uh, you know the cell phones. We use the burner phones so yeah. often, and then like. We got that phone call in the first tier, and I had to develop that uh, arcane uh, switchboard yeah. to, to avoid that. You know, It was like we learned from our mistakes, and we kept getting better, but nobody, ex- none of our characters <laughs> expected that. At a game, like, I just wasn't really, yeah, yeah it wasn't something that was on concern, because we had, like, bigger fish. So what fly. surprised you so much about the dinner party? Uh, well, no, you just said favorite moment. Oh, favorite, favorite moment. Yeah. Yeah. So favorite moment, again, it was just like, oh, hey, we'll have the the secret agent we rescued from the enemy organization cook us dinner. And, and a magical bird. And a magical and bird. And, uh, was Pericles there? Uh, Pericles was no, there. Yeah, no. Because you hadn't run that one shot yet. Uh, <laughs> at that point. No. Yeah. I think you know, Pericles was season two. Yeah, he was, he was definitely, yeah. because yeah. I, I played... He, was, a, he definitely showed up towards, towards, me, towards the tail end of uh, yeah, season the one two. shot. Uh, the second tier. So. Uh, all right, so what was your favorite moment, Aaron? Oh, um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember to say it correctly. It's kind of a toss-up because oh, overall I really love the interaction with the, sh- the base in Australia. Um, oh, the AI? The AI. That, that UK because uh, no, I, I, I yeah, and the yeah, uh, just uh, a lot of the an fact, arrogant AI that annoyed. Yeah, that it, essentially it kind of became our. Uh, it's like our version of Marv. Yeah, uh, uh, like Marvin. That he, mm. uh, yeah, that he was just kind of all. Uh, it's like um, he was always acerbic. He really wasn't screwing us over, but he was like, "Are you really sure you're supposed to be here? You're really gonna <laughs> save the world?" <laughs> <sighs> okay. <laughs> Promise you don't blow up anything, okay? I, I, uh, don't touch that. anything. Um, but that was, yeah, that was one of my, uh, probably my favorite moment out of it, because I, I, I won't say anything <laughs> about the, the vision quest, because god damn it, that was, uh, uh, that yeah, was hard. Yeah, the vision quest, yeah. So, and, and also, uh, I will say his least favorite things, um, Thad's other transition, when he started, because I, I think if I'm right, this is where he turned into Pan, uh, the Pangloss clone. The Pangloss clone. So and became officially became part of the family and yeah. having to adjust to that, <laughs> yeah. which I thought was a lot of, a good playing on Thad's part. So yeah, Thad, I like because again I, we started incorporating all this transhuman material, so Thad was very uh, on board with that, taking the the new basically making a new character every tier, you know, the same concept. <laughs> so. Uh, I like that. Well, out of all the characters, it made the most sense that yeah, he could quantum leap. Yeah, that he was the fluid. So, <laughs> uh, I'm honest, I'm honestly torn between two. You know, one is still Aaron's freeing a soul from hell. Because <laughs> it, was, it, was it just, generated a lot of plot. Like, it did. No, it was a lot of I love it. it was also, also dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> and well, they were bad. It, it was just. A, I mean, just when he, when he just told us, like, like, because it was one of those like. 
Well, something happened. Um, <laughs> I went to hell. It was just the slow. I went to hell. Like I did. What? Let me finish. I may have freed a soul from there. Actually, he freed he freed two because he also freed the forger in order to yeah. get because that was. Hey, but he came back into play. We refused him constantly, but yeah, he came back. He could have been play. another asset. Yeah. And the other was me basically telling the government they can take the deal and then shove it up their ass at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of like, like you know what? No. Finally, stand up for your principles. It's like, no, I'm tired of beating up unions. And protesters. And protesters. And activists. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to be selfish. And I'm torn between two uh, Norm moments. Uh, so, the Pericles' job interview. Yeah. <laughs> Not because of Norm, but just because Pericles' answers were great. Uh, and pretty much anything with the Eagle of Justice. <laughs> uh, was my favorite. Uh, and I then, missed that episode, man. And then... Bone solvent. <laughs> yeah. Bone solvent. It's gotta be bone solvent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The best the, check. The best yeah. check ever. Oh, how, why do you need to get into the slaughterhouse? I'm bringing in bone solvent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, roll bluff Is that check. A thing? Yeah. <laughs> no, roll bluff check with a minus three dice penalty, and I still make it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, we're out of bone solvent. Yeah. <laughs> no! We can't run up. We can't Hit the red button! <laughs> Stop the slaughterhouse. Bone solvent. <laughs> you have a light for that? Oh. <laughs> it's like, it's like, we have a code three bone solving laws. Uh, so, that was. Our, our trading the Claymore for cheese. That was pretty oh, yeah. party. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, God, the trading for that. That was great. I, I had that fucking Claymore since like halfway through tier one. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm going to use it for something. <laughs> Before the vision and quest. Then, so uh, that was. Wow, yeah. Oh, and convincing the uh, Lutians that I I had co-opted all these humans. Oh yeah, that was a good another good love check. Yeah. Um, you are such a good superpower was lying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lying and taking advantage of his disability. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't do as much of that in two two. No, that's true. Yeah, uh, I like that. That that's actually the part I was thinking about was like the space. You know, going <coughs> up there in the spaceship, coming back, just having everybody like. You know, say, yeah, you saved us from the asteroid. And we're just like, yeah. <laughs> and of course, that leads into, oh, oh God. Here come the. Yeah, here comes the heroes back. Why are you in our spaceship? Borrowed it. <laughs> He's running <laughs> no, the ignition. No. Uh, fucking superhero cosplay. That, yeah. that was my favorite moment. I'm a businessman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a housewife. Where they were pretending to be regular people. <laughs> I don't remember that part. That was during the big convention near the end. Oh, right. I'm a bank robber. That's like taking like registration for it. <laughs> it was good. Um, I mean, one question I was getting like, um, your street level was a pretty like coherent overall plot line. There's the crime, the syndicate, and they're doing crimes. You go figure out who they are, what they're up to, and stop them. Um, I mean, this one still the second judge. We don't care. Yeah, yeah, obviously the judge. Um, A lot of ignored. So (laughs) once that happened, like in the second tier, you know, it was more. There was still an overall plot. The the whole or the whole um, you know remnant saving the world universe. From the remnant, uh, but it was certainly a lot more scattered. I mean, I mean, what do you guys think of the plot? I mean, did you did that or the structure of the section? I'm kind of concerned. I mean, what were uh, I liked it. I think that the only reason like it seemed kind of sudden with the remnant and all that kind of stuff is because yet again, I think the asteroid was the plot hook into that. Yeah, and then 
like we only hit that late, so it was like yeah. that, that, that. Like yeah. it's like we did all the side quests first, right? Yeah, and so then the main quest seemed to move a little fast. But I never blamed. I thought tier two was pretty. Yeah, cool. I thought tier two yeah. was great. Yeah, like you're right. It was a little bit more. I was starting to feel really effective as a character and like powerful, but I didn't feel like I was like not at risk of anything. So, uh, so I, I liked it a lot. Oh, that actually brought, brought up one other thing, uh, one other surprise, that you took an entire session to, like, we're going to get revenge on those guys that uh, sent those goons to beat us up and make us look bad. That, like, that, that was your whole thing, <laughs> was just getting back at the security the company. Guys. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, we'll screw them. Yeah, well... You need to understand where we're coming from here, Ross. <laughs> you, br- you fucked with us on our turf. Yeah, all right. You know, so that's the point. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. But the fact you went into their base to, like, sabotage and, them uh, and make them look bad. You don't mess with Hobo Tower. I guess. <laughs> and, yeah, and then Norm dying at the end. So it was always like a hero dying at the end of each of the tiers. Yeah, okay, I, here's my question for you. Someone had to die at the end there. Like, like oh, yeah. so you planned it that way, right? Uh, I wanted there, there to be a sacrifice. Yeah. or So that was, again, getting more of the, you know... Black saving the world, yeah, raising the stakes. Uh, well, I mean, there were other solutions, I believe, but they well, were, they wouldn't like they were not permanent. It's like, well, wipe yeah. out all of Europe, yeah, and or he'll come back in a year right. or something. You know, like it was not the needs of the many actually saving anybody. They're greater. Somebody good. had to die. Yeah, so no, I'm very sorry about it. Uh, and, I mean, you guys could have been totally pragmatic and convinced one of your NPC allies to do it because you guys still have well, the consequences. Yeah, consequences. Yeah. he wasn't yeah. enough. Yeah, that's right. You had to have, like, three major things to shut uh, him down permanently. That's right, that's right. Uh, yeah, I set that up because, again, I wanted to... So we closed it with the maze. Co- I was completely ineffectual in that fight. We, I, we closed it with I the maze, we had hard. to have the consequence, Yeah. Uh, power go off, and then we crashed the ship into him. Yeah. And then we brought the star child to bear, so... Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I, I, yeah, that was a little more railroading in the sense that you had somebody had to die. But again, it's a major superhero thing. And I don't want like I didn't want milestone. it to be a repeat where it was just a big ass fight with hours of dice rolling because we'd done that and I didn't want to do the same kind of thing <laughs> yeah. but with bigger numbers. So I wanted it to be more. Uh, no, it was a good fight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, and I got struck. both my arms. <laughs> I got both of his arms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that yeah, and you're right. That actually. I do like the fact that that brought the consequences of a fight with that entity, and it wasn't just an easy uh, to to put in perspective. Banish. Yeah, oh yeah, banish it. Basically, an, banish. Ulti- gla- an ultimate nullifier to galactus. I'm the, holding uh, up this. Yeah, box it's, yeah, you're away. right. The ultimate. I told you. Yeah, I wanted uh, that was the inspiration for it. the ultimate nullifier. Whoever fires it dies. So like you know that was the thing. You know to stop galactus, you have to die. You know. Uh, so I wanted that kind of level of sacrifice because right. that would raise the question: Who's it going to be? Is it me? Is it you? You know, and, uh, I can't hold the box activated because I had both my arms blown off. <laughs> Who made you try to do that? <laughs> what? Who made you try to attack that guy? It was um the world. <laughs> the world did kind of make him try. Yeah. You could have chosen to stay home and drink a coffee. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, the world where I kept all my stuff. Um. So then we had the no next stuff. annual game after that, yeah. right? So. Yeah. Uh, Skyrim, uh, not Skyrim. <laughs> not Skyrim. I don't know why, but the one line that keeps seeing me is like, "It's a healing potion. It still smells like salty <clears throat> poop water." <laughs> or right. the, uh, those were the ingredients. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, 
biological non-biological contaminant. Knife in the dark. Yeah. Uh, biological contaminant. Yeah. AQ or something. I became, so I became something. Like, we, we all became, um, we became. So what was your thing? I mean, like, obviously the first, like, Man. one of those was really dark. Like, cannibalism of multiple <laughs> men. That was pretty uh, in there. But this one was obviously kind of a, a, a 180 Quite in a bit more yeah. um, So was that... Uh, because of how the, this this session of the camp the, or that tier of the campaign was, or you just wanted to try something different? I mean, what was the? Uh, well, first off, you said there were going to be three tiers. Yeah. And I was dumb, so I'm like, all right, I'll do three annual games. So I'll spread the plot over three. Yeah. Games. But I'm like, wait, no, I'll only get two because yeah. I'm only in between. So um, I had to condense it, and so I did that. And there was the whole plot with uh, IT. Yeah. Uh, so. That was the first part of wrapping that up and like what IT actually did and stuff like that. And I didn't know if you guys were into that or not, but um, I, there were a lot of comments about how grimdark the annual was. So I'm like, well, the other direction annuals go are just like absurdity, like things that are so ridiculous that <coughs> we don't want them to enter the canon of the comic book. <laughs> so that's where you get... We don't speak of Batmite. Yeah, so that's where you get like Wolverine and Spider-Man trading bodies. You know, like Freaky Friday, bad plot. So like, I, I thought of like something absurd you, we could and do. Was, Skyrim was out then. And, and everyone was playing Skyrim. And um, it was mainly the leveling system because like that was the first one where we started to get really powerful. And like you can see that with the dragon fight where you guys like, we were one shot at it. Player yeah, yeah, that's when you were five hundred, and I had no idea how to balance for that. So I'm like, oh, I wish I could do something like Skyrim, where like you know you just do the same regular shit, but it automatically balances for how strong you are. Like you know that troll yeah. gets stronger the stronger you get. Like because I was reading about that in game design, I'm like, and then I started thinking like, wait, that would be. Absolutely insane world to live in, like where you're safer the less competent you are, uh, and the more competent you are, the more terrifying things get. So that was the basic idea uh, behind the absurdity of the just uh, the magical person's preserve. Uh, that I saw that. that. Like, the more effective you are, the more dangerous and hard it will be. And I also love that it's like, all right, if you don't just go along with it, it's going to get horrible. So accept the quest. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, and that's actually a great thing with that is that the delusion it was the, the greatest power over the entire setting that if we did not fall in line with it, it would start resisting against us. Yeah, it was about not it. using your powers. Yeah, I mean, I think that kind of hits on the game design principle that sort of plagued uh, or was the central challenge of the Cosmic Tear is that you can't... 500-point characters in Wild Talents, cosmic-level characters are really fucking different mm-hmm. than even 300-point characters yeah. uh, or 350-point characters. And you really... It's... Trying to grow that organically is is hard unless the entire system is... But, like, D&D handles that. But the whole system is built around that conceit. Wild Talents isn't. Like, yeah. Wild Talents is what it is. And... So, yeah, that was... That's a reoccurring theme in Cosmic. Yeah. Um... Uh, my only disappointment with the annual game is that I, I, I should have made it like three or four because there, there was a whole other path you guys could have taken. So I had, <laughs> I had like a whole other half of that game that never got played. Aww. There was going through forests where you could, well, you could run by that a bear, yeah. but you'd kill one bear and then there'd be four bears. 
<laughs> and then you kill four bears, and colors. then there would be swarms of bears just <laughs> materializing out of nowhere. Like where a frost bear that's white shows up, a dark bear. That and then there was fun. like a great war, but like they were also low level. Like all the weapons I like how, broke uh, into like sugar glass, and <laughs> they just got slightly injured every day. Went back to soak their bruises and started again. But like once you guys came there, it would turn into a slaughterhouse. Uh, turn into like three hundred. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there was I liked how uh, IT had like different personalities that were like partitioned of his mind or something. I, I think I remember that. Yeah, I was trying to think. Yeah, how do you set up an really organization that has telekinetics? Like, Tell that, how yeah, do you fight against the Justice League. So yeah, with telepaths and people who can see into the future. Yeah, yeah, and are yeah. super geniuses. Uh, or, so or you have an uber super genius who cuts yeah. himself into two super geniuses. <laughs> yeah, and a guy who just sits at a computer and makes notes. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough, so. Yeah. Um, so, so, Cosmic Tear. Yeah, Cosmic Tear. Yeah. What do you want to know? Uh, uh, so, what was your idea going into Cosmic Tear? So, what was the overall theme there? Well, Cosmic Tear was, like, going back to the beginning <laughs> campaign and, like, okay, hey, Ragnarok happened. Let's deal with that. And I, I started hitting on that with uh, the end of Global Tier. But then there's this, like, at the end of it, there are no external threat well there's no like the whole thing is is reconciliation like you have three major forces at this point one is the first one is you guys who are basically the transhumanists hey like hey superpowers are great super science is great magic is great non-humans are cool let's all get along and have fun and do this shit you know then the second yeah the second tier or second group would be the status quo i.e. like everyone in power in corporations governments normal, you know, traditional religions, everything else, most of the 7 billion people on Earth, we're like, oh my god, all that shit freaks me out, and they blow stuff up, they threaten the world, this is scary and weird, we need to control it or eliminate <laughs> it, and let, we want things the way they were. You know, that would be their overwhelming, and it's not entirely irrational, because again, the world had almost been destroyed multiple times in the last couple months, uh, alone. And then you have the ideal who used to control the world, basically, uh, and then they're they're finally given their comeuppance in the fact that they are pushed around as pawns and cannon fodder by cosmic forces greater than they are, and for a long period of time, they go through this incredibly brutal experience, and then they come home, and it's not home anymore. Um, and they're so shell- traumatized by this, they don't know what to do. So, But they're still incredibly powerful. So sooner or later, they're going to do something about it. And they don't know, you know, they, they might... Who know, and that, so that's a time bomb. So then we have to go. You, if, you, if we ended the campaign at the end of the Remnant, then like you'd still have this, well, what the fuck is the world going to be like? And the whole point of the campaign was, you guys, how are you going to shape the world? Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> Uh, so that was the central plot story conceit of it. And then game design wise, it was like, I need to run a wild talents campaign without actually, with, while not using the rules for wild talents as much as possible, you know? <laughs> so like that was the central challenge because 
if I made anything resembling a traditional adventure in Wild Talents, you would instantly solve it, or it would be I would have to make it so hard it would be literally impossible for you to solve it. Like there was no gray area between yeah. cosmic consciousness. It is easy or impossible. Like if it's easy, oh, I use my ten hard dice in these skills, and I use my ten hard dice or ten wiggle dice in this superpower to solve it. I think Thad epitomized that with yeah. his six tens yeah. and super size minimum one. Yeah. Nine. Yeah, exactly. And so I either make something to where, like, I say, okay, you succeed, or two, no, you can't even roll. Yeah. And there's no there's no middle ground between it. And that's where all the previous tiers were, is like, can you meet that challenge mm-hmm. where you might succeed some of the time and you might fail some of the time, or you can spend willpower, you can change the circumstances to give yourself a bonus on the roll or try to, so you can roll again. But there's no give. There's no – there's it's it's – it's challenging. That's why I did things like run an entire session in dread. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was thinking about that. So that was the problem. And I tried to deal with that as best as I could while dealing with concepts for that are appropriate for cosmic superheroes. I'm thinking more like, you know, Nova, um, uh, who's Silver Green Surfer, Lantern. Green Lantern. Um, uh, those Superman, kind of things. Yeah. 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 yeah, those kind Anything of things. And... Yeah, and, and uh, ultimately that's something that I really appreciated that most of the issues that we ran into weren't the uh, weren't the ones that we could, for lack of a better term, punch away or or right. blast away. They were all societal ones. What happens to the world after the uh, the apocalypse is averted? How does society deal with? That? Well, I mean, it's just you have and, three armed camps with incompatible ideologies, and mm-hmm. the, they all have the willingness to use force. Well, and then we also so, had the well the the. Revenant guys, the the people that were the collective, yeah, 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 they were still around. I mean, that was just that was yeah, that was uh, honestly going to be that. I set that up to be the traditional adventure, and that you you know, there's still a challenge, there's still a thing to punch at the end, Um, and that was just kind of like uh, just cutting that, finishing that plot thread entirely. Mm -hmm. Um, But the main thing was that. And that's hard. Like, that was... I was trying to do that as best I could. And, like, again, I wanted to make sure that the fate of... The, I didn't want to... We're not... We're not... Yeah, yeah. Figure it on here. Uh, it's not the internet. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> I wanted you guys to determine, like, you guys are the in the pilot seat of... Kind of. And you may not be able to avoid the iceberg, but you at least get a chance to set the course. You might not get yeah. there, but you get a chance. So that was what I was wanting to make sure that you would happen in terms of game design. So... And we did. Yeah. Everyone became space gods. <laughs> Except for the non humans. And those that died. And those. Yeah. We, you know, we threaten. You know, you threaten to shoot, shoot the hostage. Yeah. Threaten humanity. No more humanity. <laughs> what were the two Take options that. again at the end? I remember the transhuman thing. What was the second option um, that Thank- we were tinkering with? Uh, people stay. I mean, humans don't turn. Humans into, say you know, no, and then yeah. Um, and so I wanted you guys to choose that, and I think you guys left. It was up to a die roll at the end, like uh, whether. Yeah. Well, like well, I forgot. Merlin was going to like revert the world to yeah. all magic again, and no technology, and no, and humans would be in control. No, non yeah. humans would be slaves or dead. Yeah, so. yeah. It would just. He was a human fascist. So imagine. Well, human we used Lilith against. Uh, yeah. Merlin, and the, the, I think the I think the choices were give magic to or give you know allow everybody to evolve um, and be transhuman, or um, say no, and then I think it was just the status quo would kind of resume in a way. 
you know, it would kind of well, either humans evolve or they don't. So that yeah, was that was that the was, final choice. Yeah, it was a it was a one or the other kind of. Yeah. Thing. So if the the alternative, yeah, it, it was it was last year, and I'm a monster for not passing. <laughs> and um, and yeah, Merlin was kind of a last minute thing, but I wanted like to force the issue. Like these are the philosophical concepts that we're dealing with. You, do you really think non-humans should be allowed to do this, or should you? What what yeah, what I, is right? I think yeah. anything that involves last year, it's, it's you know, it was a problem in the system. Like I only had it for a momentary thing and the annual. Yeah, the yeah. system can't handle. Well, I had it. Like they say, you can have a thousand points in a character. Yeah, I yeah. Don't think they really mean that. Well, they in <laughs> the, it, for and NPCs. They against it in the book, but yeah. Yeah, they like thousand point characters are NPCs. Yeah, like, they they. I don't think they actually say you can have thousand point player characters because, yeah, you would just succeed. No, they do. They advise uh, against it, but like I think they also should advise against five hundred point characters. Yeah, so pretty much anything above three three hundred three fifty. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah that that's really difficult and I will admit I am a fan of like cosmic sci-fi stories like one of my favorite novels is Childhood's End yeah. and uh, I wanted to reach that kind of like oh because like that's the logical point if you have a superhero type setting yeah. like eventually you're going to be fucking celestial showing up <laughs> Right. Evolving everybody, and there's not much yeah, you can do. Yeah, damn celestials, get out of my lawn. Which so. is literally what the government was doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think one of us should have become the Grand Galactic Inquisitor by the end of this. So movie. I mean, I like I was kind of I mean I, I I was kind of uncertain about the ending myself. Like or like I was very I would say angst ang- I had some anxiety about it because like, <laughs> we have this massive campaign and then it kind of ends on. And I'm doing these kind of like uh, hand wavy things because it's not as grounded in the rules. Like, you know, the first fight, the Paragon fight, was perfectly grounded as as well grounded in the rules as I could make it. Well, and what and happened was a result of the rules and your choices. It wasn't even you know like me. As well, as I hate GM fiat for massive player decision or for massive story decisions. I think that should right. be player agency with. Some interpretation by. Well, I think when you run a long campaign, it's it's like one or the other. Like you gave us a lot of, like you were really good at the end of each season, giving us like a beat to finish it and feel like we accomplished something. But in doing that and still escalating forward, like it can get you know kind of out there in terms of like building things up. And the way you do that, the way you avoid that, is just by having a single plot thread you follow the entire time. But in that instance, it's like you face exhausted. Like you guys near the end of No Evil, like fuck, my job is not there either. That like, <laughs> like at near the end of No Evil, no one looked happy when we finished the game. Like it's just like god damn it. Like and you know it it works for keeping people moving forward, like having big climax to the end. But like in terms of like player fun, people were just like motherfucker. <laughs> like they they weren't happy. We were role play. No, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By, yeah. In that case, by the end of the game, we just wanted to have we wanted to have Manjapa there showing all of his different uh, shows all forks, and his different forks right in front of him and then throwing them into the atmosphere. There you go. Fuck but like, you. Yeah, like, Never after the back. characters die or, like, other the characters die and stuff, like, at the end of parts of the writer, like, oh, we live! Woo! Like, high fives or, or and, you know, after the end of world's not destroyed! Woo! But, like, they're what... But... At once you get to a higher level and you keep on escalating that. Like, we're a little exhausted. It's hard to deliver and the only alternative is to start pissing people off because... Oh wait, the guy's not there. Oh wait, the princess is in another castle. 
Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean, especially yeah. from the Trans Tokyo campaign right now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so no more espionage campaigns <laughs> ever. No, I mean they're yeah. fun. I like them, but yeah, it's just there's I, a certain amount of you tension. get a big climax, but it's frustrating while you do it. Yeah. Uh, whereas you know you get tiny climaxes, and then the last climax, you're like, what? That's it? Yeah. Um, so yeah. well, um, are we on favorites? Favorite well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, part yeah. Right now. Yeah. So, of tier three, Ross? Uh, Cosmic tier? Um, I <laughs> liked uh, Norm, Norm in the space station simulation. Uh, oh. In the Dread remember. game. Oh, yeah. Dread game. When I was still Norm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're a torchbearer as Norm. So. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you remember? We're not in a reality. Like this. <laughs> uh, so I like that. Uh, that was that was pretty entertaining. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I think I actually I, I still actually like this the simulation as well, <laughs> just because I I like the the idea of the defense system. Um, I liked that I really loved that idea of just the recursive loop that we finally had to break that made it out and also for the continuation of and I, I'm trying to, it wasn't Smith I'm trying to remember the agent's name again Hendrix uh, or uh, no, oh the, the ex-collective agent the ex-collective agent who uh, our, our version of Agent Coulson if you will yeah, yeah, that yeah. Team. Uh, okay, I know he's on the forums right yeah, he's on lasagna forums. Yeah. yeah, he no, you and, and no. The, the continuation of his story just became more and more interesting. <laughs> Harrison, and, yeah, Harrison, Harrison, thank Harrison. you, Harrison, thank wow. you. And it was something that I wish that we could have explored further. Yeah, just because he was uh, he. There were some plot. Yeah, I, I, after we do favorites, I kind of want to hear what plot threads you wish were resolved. Because uh, I know there are some uh, Jamal's in particular mm. um, <laughs> that we can do in base raiders once we playtest that. But yeah, um, but yeah, Tom. Yeah. Uh, I gotta say one. I love. I've said I love Kyra being on the Daily Show. <laughs> that was that was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. No. I'm actually sorry to interrupt Daft, the Daft Punk thing. Thank you very much. So. Oh yeah. Uh, game, uh, or or the reveal. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. alive. Shit. My family knows I'm alive. <laughs> uh, I like the giant. Uh, <laughs> Page monster. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I was really disappointed when we beat it because like we couldn't figure out how to get to its heart. Yeah. And so my plan was to take a radio antenna yeah. and put Tom's character inside of it yeah. and then ram it into its chest so Tom could then like Kyrop <laughs> injection. Yeah. Uh, and I really I really wanted to see that. Gonna give him a lethal dose of vitamin C. Yeah, I think we I think we literally said that in the game. And I was like Super fast flying with it, and then he died. Oh. See, that was again. That was I was trying to make that a traditional wild talent adventure with five hundred point characters. So I made like what I thought were appropriate challenges for five hundred point. Characters. I thought, that, yeah, I thought that was a good. We beat yeah. it. It was, a, yeah, it was right. an unfortunate thing we couldn't do. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted. Yeah. To, I, I think it was good. Teamwork. I just like the good, line. It was good know? teamwork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I like those parts though because they they like. In fiction, you would never have something like that where the hero is like, oh, we kill before we do the awesome, cool thing. But you have these kind of like, we succeeded, but it was it was awkward and weird. And like, oh, oh I like it. I, I forgot, I I forgot right. one. The mystical adventure with my grandson. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think my favorite one of those, like, 
weird things with width and height was yeah. the grenadier in tier one that we turned into paste. <laughs> like everyone hit him with forty tens. Yeah, like no, it was like five width, four width, three width, and then like I hit with two width. And he's just like. Like, well, like, we just re- like we just reduced him to his essential sauce. I think he like yeah, you threw a door at a security door. He threw a security door at him for like five d ten. You did illusions at him. No, I had the demon like blast. Oh yeah, you had a fire demon blast him. Four d ten. Shot him with a plasma ray, and I threw a force field at him. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was, was just like, yeah. I was on full. Yeah. We reduced we reduced him to his base elements. Yeah, no, that was. But that happens a lot. All like, standing over what remained never. That again. was the majority of Norman. Combat. Throw up a shield so no one dies, and then aim at somebody. Kyrot punched him in the head. <laughs> aim at somebody. Kyrot punched him in the head. <laughs> aim at somebody. Uh, yeah, like I, uh, you, you could have done that in that game. Just spent most of the time aiming at people Tom had already murdered. <laughs> <laughs> I did yeah. murder a lot of dudes. I mean, rule systems have their own kind of quirks like that, and uh, it, it, it's interesting. I like that because it's more uh, you're more memorable than like the standard like ha ah, Tom punch that guy. You force field another guy, and like you know, I don't know. I like that. So, uh, but I think uh, I think for me. Uh, uh, for my character, anyways, the the thing that was the best was you know, uh, beginning the game, thinking my father had left, like just abandoned us. Then losing the the friend that I had made. Then losing the mentor figure I had you know looked up to. And then my dad is back, but now he doesn't remember anything. And like, it's just like the mind fuck of God. How much shit is this poor kid gonna have to deal with? Well, you're not part of a high consciousness in the stars, so don't worry. About it. <laughs> it's all good. Right. In ultimate reality, it's all good when you're made of pure energy. In ultimate heroes of New Arcadia, he's still fucked up. Yeah. 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 You know, in ultimate, like, said to say we're made of star stuff. Boom. <laughs> okay. Wait. Where was and then, and then the. Uh, the hand wave of Torchbearer just like dying right off the bat in that final game, like oh, fuck. Billions <laughs> <laughs> um, and billions. Like, of no, years. it was it was the hot Kyrop injection. I okay. Give, I want to give him a big okay, okay, okay. man bat. Vitamin C. Vitamin C. Yeah. So like obviously because it's a campaign and we can't resolve all the plot endings. I know we're or plot threads. I know we mentioned Harrison. Um, and as one, and obviously your your character's father and Jamal's, the demon bat god, uh, Camusel, yeah, that and was, my suit's origins too, which yeah, I, uh, yeah. that was whether yeah. or not I can act with well, my family's fate, yeah. Uh, were there any other plot threads that like weren't necessarily tied to a character's backstory? I wanted to meet Zach Wild again. Oh yeah, <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah. God, I wish you'd save this. Like, okay, for listeners at home. Um, during the breaks in between the campaigns, he uh, Caleb wrote what his character was doing uh, <laughs> between the street level and the global two. He was on the road doing a kung fu thing. Like, wondering. well, I was sad because I got yeah. zero shift kill. It was yeah. really why I had to kill myself at the end of tier two because yeah. I blamed myself for yeah. convincing zero shift to go die. Yeah. So and. But he wrote these fake tweets about like him saving Zach Wild from a, a rioting mob <laughs> <laughs> at a roadhouse somewhere. I actually, um, uh, but those aren't saved, and I was like, Damn. yeah, they didn't save uh, the the news articles are up there. Yeah, the building a gazebo guy, yeah, armless man builds a gazebo. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking of things that we wanted to do uh, in that final moment, like where we've got Lilith and Merlin, and yeah. both, the, and we're trying to depower 
Lilith, and we're all like just, you know, sacrificing so much of our characters. I was about to grab, like when I said, okay, I'm going to split Lilith in half. I wanted to uh, just grab her and dive into the pit. Uh, and just, there goes my sacrifice, my character's sacrifice, making the ultimate sacrifice yeah. and cutting, you know, her threat in half. Yeah. Um, I really wanted that to happen, but I think I got, you know, nixed right there for that moment. Yeah, and, and again, even, like, that was the central thing is like, you have to, I had to make up a lot of game mechanics and stuff like that to, to do things for 500 point characters because by the rules, you either succeed or I just say by fiat that you can't do it, you know, mm-hmm. right. uh, things that can't be done. So it's, um, it's, yeah. So I know that that seemed clunky to some listeners out there and it's, it's just part of the, the, I, if I, if I thought more about it, yeah, I would have tried to figure out a way to resolve the differences between the ideal, the status quo and your characters faction, uh, in, at a global tier and not going on to cosmic tier. I probably would have tried something like that. Extended global tier, but I wanted to tackle some of these cosmic things where you guys are like, Oh no. And, th- and yeah. that ultimately oh. resolved fairly well. I do. Lo- I love the idea of Merlin essentially being the force that was the, the one omnipresent force that was being held back by the remnant. Yeah. And once that was gone, he, he comes back saying, well, it's my world again. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah. It's like Rosie the River. Well, they turn in your rivets now. I'm back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the idea that the good guy isn't like... The I, guy who saved the universe isn't that... He saved I, it for his own, you know, yeah. asshole purposes. No, I, I yeah, that looks <laughs> up. I, it kind of brings up the, the idea of like... The idea of like, well, hey, this is Jesus' second coming. Oh, wait, you want to do what? <laughs> Why are you all the way across? You know, I died on that, right? <laughs> I like the fact of forcing the issue at the end. Um, and I mean, other than the fact that Superman was Avalon, we really had no idea that Merlin was out there, that there was like this greater, you know, threat to it all that the Revenant was out So was that good or bad? Did like, you? I think we needed more nuggets of that along okay. the way. That's that was my that was my you know the crux of my complaint when it when it came okay. to the very end was I was um, just like I needed a little bit more you know just little things okay that, and suddenly like the dots would have connected really well right and it would have oh man he had this shit planned from the beginning I mean that's a very like that that was one of the things I wondered about and. I think part of my reason was actually metagaming in the sense we need to wrap this campaign up. Uh, we want to get into Eclipse Phase and... Uh, we're doing Eclipse Phase. We're doing, all right, after... We'll, we'll be finished yeah, we, were, we were doing Eclipse Phase for quite some time. Um, yeah, we were that, alternating back. That's how it got... That's yeah. why we started getting real chance. Remember the Daily Show was a talking yeah. octopus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we were like We were on the, like, Lunatier. No, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, but I wanted to wrap it up. I think I, I think I got I, you get GM fatigue too after a certain point, yeah, like yeah. especially with this tier because it, it was really it was I faced I wouldn't say like I hit a brick wall, but like it was not like the street level games were more fun for me to run because it was like super villain does a thing ah fire building on fire go do things you know like. Uh, you know, mask, Mexican well, I, wrestler could turn into stone. Has kid, did uh, daughter kidnapped yeah. by death cultists? Go. Yeah. Oh, I, want more of, I want more of that, that musician, the half plant. Oh, oh fungus yeah. musician. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he was a fun guy. Well, as a player, you know, not just as a GM, but as a player, I think that the street level uh, for me was the most fun. Anyway, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm vulnerable. <laughs> you know, I 
you know, there's no. stuff that I can do. And no. for me, those are my yeah. favorite yeah. comics. Superheroes, anyway. I love the. I don't like. I the I, 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 really, I really love the super, in superheroes. The superpowered, even non-human beings, having to also deal with everyday shit. Yeah, you know, it's like yes, I, I have powers. I I still have to pay my phone bill. Right. Or I'm still gonna want to watch the game. Yeah, I mean, personally, I like for me, I'm more interested in, in explaining, in, in examining those kind of things, like what would happen in a situation where people as superpowers are access to this kind of stuff, especially for you, what, like <laughs> you know, Marvel and DC and these other things. They kind of like, oh no, uh, Stars Labs and you know other people prevent. The common man from taking hold. That's why we don't have flying cars. Reed Richards is an asshole. Because <laughs> he hasn't cured He's an elitist. All. Yeah. The prick. Because, you know, he just like, I can under, like, I know in one of the more recent issues of Fantastic Four, the whole plot is like, oh, Reed Richards has cancer. Cause, but like, and he can't cure it and he has to go to the universe. And I can buy that because he's a crazy stretchy man. Like, it's crazy stretchy man cancer is weird. Probably not going to be easy. But like, <laughs> when someone, when, you know, Rick Jones or someone else has cancer and they treat us like oh yeah they do the standard excuse read rich like hey my wife has cancer can you cure me i'm sorry fellow superhero there is super science can do many things but curing cancer not one of them now excuse me while i finish other yeah in my cold fusion powered nuclear you know cold fusion powered spaceship you know uh, and yeah, also go i'll go travel on time and to fight dr doom because he's being a dick <laughs> <laughs> Can't you just, you know, Thank use you, that citizen. to go to the future and find the cure? No, no, this is much more pressing. Yeah. He stole a painting, you understand? Dude stole a painting. <laughs> and he's gonna, he's just, yeah. So, um, I don't know. Any final thoughts about the campaign? No, I liked it. It was my first uh, actual campaign I completed with the RPPR crew. Oh, okay. It always holds a special place in my heart. No, And we all love Norm. Like so much so every time you walk in, like, we always say, Norm! Curves <laughs> <laughs> uh, are like, you'd hate that, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, if oh, by the way, yeah. Shasta, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, product placement. This episode of RPR fun about Shasta, but not really. So, I mean, if you're running a superhero campaign, think about like power level. I mean, I think you could, I could do a cosmic superhero campaign if it started out like that and it was tackling those kind of issues and probably make it like you guys go out and do stuff in space and you come back to Earth to sleep you know or whatever <laughs> and occasionally like save the, the Earth from the alien invasion yeah. Like yeah, like yeah Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. or something like that I think or even if you were on Earth if you were doing like if there were limits on what you could do like some limits but you could still blow up mountains or turn them into silver or whatever cause or uranium yeah uranium yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what would you uh, do you think that you would use wild talents for that system I don't think I'd use wild talents um, I'm not sure what I would use I know exalted there's a modern version of exalted there's also uh, the scion demigod uh God. I like yeah. that. That was fun. That's more that's magical. I'm, I'd look I'd look for another system though. Wild Talents is definitely really good for street level and I, even global kind of stuff, but not cosmic because yeah. I don't think and I don't think Mutant's Masterminds would be any better either. But uh, yeah, just because it, it it's it's still good for heroes, but it's it, it further complicates things behind its rules and it gets you know, really regressive really quickly. Yeah, but that's another topic. Yeah, that's yeah. Another so, topic. Uh, so the moderator shutting it down. <laughs> It has been moderated. <laughs> it has been a long. All right, we'll the see. The club is closed. Bye, everybody.
Stand up tall 